0: Abraham's like the classic example of faith. He comes in early on in Scripture, in the Bible. Uh, Genesis chapter 12 is where we pick him up, but he doesn't just stop there, okay? There are people who are mentioned one time in the Bible. Abraham is not that guy. He's not that dude, okay? Abraham, listen to this, there are 66 books in the Bible. We call them books because the Bible is a compilation of 66 different books or ancient writings that are put together to form the Bible. Okay, so like Genesis is one of those books, Exodus, Leviticus, or Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, four different people who wrote about the life of Jesus from their perspective. And so we have 66 different writings that compile or make up the Bible. Listen to this. Abraham's in 27 of them. 27 of them. So this is a major player, okay? And especially when it comes to faith, there's no one like Father Abraham, all right? How many grew up? singing about Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham, and I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Okay, enough of that, all right? Uh, All right, but you guys did great, okay? He did awesome. How'd you do at home, all right? Were you with us, singing along? Uh, and, And so Father Abraham, powerful, powerful man in scripture to listen to this. In Galatians chapter three is one of the places where Abraham is mentioned. It says, understand then, this is Paul, the apostle writing, that those who believe, and this is a powerful scripture, who believe are children of Abraham. So in other words, you don't have to be Jewish. You don't have to have the the biological lineage of Abraham. Listen to what he says. That those who believe are children of Abraham. So those who have faith are blessed. So you get in on the blessing along with Abraham. Why? Because he was the man of faith. I'm not talking about he had faith. I'm talking about he's the man. Right? He's the man of faith. And so, Here's what's great about Abraham, though, is he consistently walked with God even though he wasn't always consistent, okay? There's an occasion where where he doesn't understand everything that God is asking, and he doesn't get all of his questions answered. So I just wanna comfort somebody today who maybe you're in this building, or maybe you're online, And you're like, well, Craig, I've got questions. Well, it's normal to have questions. Okay, so you say, well, I've got questions. I just don't know that I can believe until I get all my questions answered. Let me tell you something. You're never gonna understand everything. You're never gonna understand everything about life. You know, and I don't know if you're one of these people that, that if you're getting ready to have an operation and you watch videos about it and then you're like, oh, maybe I don't want to do that, you know, because some things it's just better, right, to not know everything. And, and so Abraham didn't have all of his questions answered. And, and here's where we're going to look at him again is from where we were last week Hebrews chapter 11, and let's go to verse eight. It says, it's on the screen. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, he obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. Okay, he didn't have all of his questions answered. And, and, and so God speaks to him, and what's he do? He obeys and goes anyway. And the story of this is back in the beginning of the Bible, Genesis chapter 12. And here's where Abraham's at. He's in Ur of the Chaldees, okay? He, he's in an awesome place a lot of river or water sources there. A beautiful area of the world. And God speaks to Abraham, and he's a pagan. Okay, he lives in a pagan society. He, he's not necessarily a worshiper of God at this point, And he's probably around 65 years of age. Shout out to the seniors here today, right? He, he's like 65 years old, and... Um, God speaks to him, and here's, here's where we pick it up in verse one of Genesis chapter 12. I'm gonna read, read through this real quick, and then we're gonna come back and pick it apart. The Lord had said to Abram, and, and just so you don't freak out, well, why is he called Abram there? Well, he started out Abram, but God often changes your identity when you come to him because some of you, you come to him as a drug addict, you come to him as sexually confused. You come to him as I, I'm, I'm financially ruined or whatever. And that can become your identity. You're, you're that person. And maybe your family even labels you certain things. And, and here's what God does. God says, no, you're not. No, you're not that. Here's what you are. And God points the way and helps us to to know who we are anybody God helped you with that God helped you to understand things he changed you and and so here's what he says leave your country your people and your father's household and go to the land and I love this that I will show you (laughs) I'm going to show you when, when we get there And I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram left as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 now when he set out from Haran. Now remember, he's from Ur of the Chaldees. We'll come back to that in a moment. And and he took his wife Sarai and his nephew Lot and all the possessions they had accumulated, all the people they had acquired in Haran, okay? And, And then they set out for the land of Canaan, And they arrived there. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Moreh at Shechem. And at that time, the Canaanites were in the land. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring, I will give this land. So Abram built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. So He he goes like halfway, and and you'd have to look at this on a map. He goes north, uh, kind of northwest, and and he's following the river because in ancient times, you didn't get too far away from water. Okay, you you didn't get too far from water because you needed it, your animals needed it, and and so he travels up the river, and, and he gets to a town, a community called Haran. And, and according to the timeline here, it, it seems like he might have stayed there 10 years. And he has his dad with them at that point. And, and there's no additional revelation at that point. Because let me tell you something, let me, let me just say something to somebody. Before you get additional revelation, you need to obey the initial revelation. Uh, Okay, some people want another word from the Lord. You didn't obey the last one. Why why should you get another one? So you need to go back and obey this because once he obeys this, and we're gonna see this today, once he obeys this, I mean, blessing starts to come. He he becomes an, an attractor of blessing in his life, and someone needs to hear this. The reason why you're not getting the blessing you want is because you've not obeyed God first. Somebody better say amen, all right, or just come out there and tag you, all right? Uh, you know, at, at home, I, some of you, you need that word. God spoke to you, and you've not obeyed it, and then you're praying for blessing, and God says, I can't bless you there in Haran, that's not what I've called you to. I've called you to Canaan, and when you get to Canaan, then you'll be blessed. All these blessings will come to you. Now think of Abraham as kind of a Middle East sheik, all right? Uh, He's not some little guy traveling around with a few family members. This guy has maybe a couple thousand or so people with him. He has an army, a personal army of over 300 that go with him, which would fight off robbers, would fight off thieves, people trying to mess with, with Abraham, But now God starts to give greater revelation instead of instant gratification. Okay, some of us are looking today, some of you came to church, I want instant gratification. You know, God, I showed up. I know I haven't been here in a year and a half. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) But, But I'm here today. And things haven't been going so well, and so I just want you to mark that down, that I'm here, and I'm ready for the blessing. And, and and so here's the thing, is Abram, Abraham had to keep walking with God in order for more revelation and more blessing to happen in his life. But there's good news. There's good news. Because not only did Abraham not all have all of his questions answered, but Abraham, Abraham had issues. Anybody have issues? <laughs> anybody, anybody at home have issues? Or at least somebody in your house has issues, okay? Don't point at them right now, but you know who they are. And, uh, and here's the thing, is Abraham had concern, maybe fear, along with faith, because at one point, we won't get into this today, Abraham actually lied, actually told. A deception and allowed that deception to stand with this person, so that they kind of read into things, and 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 he just let it go. And and I don't know you. You've never done that. You've never let anybody believe something that wasn't really true. And you thought, well, that wasn't really a lie because I didn't say it uh, to them. But but here's the good thing: is you don't have to be perfect to have faith. Are you glad for that? How many are glad for that? You don't have to be perfect to have faith. So there's hope. There's hope for me, okay? There's hope for you. And so I want to talk to you for the rest of our time together today about overcoming unbelief. Overcoming unbelief. Because I think a lot of times what holds us back is we look at other people and we say, Oh, man, grandma has some faith. Or that guy has some faith. Or, or Pastor Craig, he, he acts like he's got faith. I wish I had faith like that person. Has anybody ever thought that? Ever felt that way? And, and so here's, here's how I want to help you today. I want you to see how Abraham grew in his faith and overcame his unbelief. The first thing you need to write down in overcoming unbelief is to, you gotta leave to receive. You have to leave to receive. You have to leave where you are because often when God wants to do something in your life, he calls you to leave. You can't stay, let me put it this way, you can't stay where you are and grow in faith. Okay, you can't stay in first grade and get to college, right? You you have to move. I know you loved that teacher, you know, and that classroom was so cute and she decorated it so well and everything, but you got to move. You got to go. You got to, come on now, you got to get over there. And God speaks to us and calls us to leave. And, and what he does is he calls us to leave our land of comfort. And we like our comfort, right? How many want me some comfort, right? I, I want some comfort in my life. And God says, no, 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 no. no. if you're going to get free and live free, you're going to have to leave the old habits behind. You're going to have to leave the negative thinking you're going to have to leave some negative people behind in your life, so that you can move into where I want you to go. The Lord said in verse one to Abram, "Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you." He says sometimes you got to get away from your own family even. You you got to because I'll tell you something. When we see Abram, Abraham in Haran, he's got his dad with him. And dad liked Haran. Haran is nice. Haran has cable, you know, has high speed internet. Haran has a nice climate. I, I like it here, it's comfortable. And, and, and we've got a lot. We, we've got good, it's, it's good here. Let me tell you something. There's a danger in trying to modify God's call. You know, God calls you to something. God calls you to leave somewhere. And, and you think, well, now, God, I've got an improvement on that plan. You know, I, I know what you wanted, but here, here's a little twist to it. And the enemy comes along and says, God's going to be okay with that. You know, you can give input. And, and, you know, uh, you can improve God's idea. You you can come along and and help him to understand. And there's a danger in that because, listen, if you'll read the Bible, you'll find out it can lead to delays, destruction, and a whole lot of trouble. And when God calls us to leave and to follow him, let me just tell you what he's after, bottom line. It's your heart. It's your heart. God's calling you to a spiritual journey. It's not about where you live. It's not about, you know, well, I'd like to live here. I'd like to live there or whatever. It's not about where you live. It's who you are that God's after. God's wanting to reach into your heart. That's the reason why when Elisha said to Elijah, the prophet, he says, I want to be like you. I want to be like you. Matter of fact, I'd like to do double what you do. And you know what Elijah said? Leave. You got to leave. And Elisha, the Bible records that he he burned up the plows that he had his livelihood with. He like burnt the ships, right? and said, I'm not going back. I'm following no matter what it costs. When Hannah wanted a son, she says, well, Lord, if you'll give me one, I'll give him back. And God said, okay, here he is. And Hannah said, all right, here he is. And she gave Samuel to the Lord. And God used him in a powerful way. When Jesus called the disciples, there, a lot of them were fishermen, and you read about it, and he says, Well, you're fishing fish now, but I'll make you fishers of men. And, and here's what it says next they dropped their nets and followed him. They, they left, they left it behind, and they followed him. You leave your habit behind today, somebody leave the habit behind, leave the relationship, leave the emotional baggage, but they hurt me. Yeah, but that was 2001, okay? It's time to move on. It's time to get past it. You know, maybe it's financial. A lot of times, that's the hardest thing for some of us. And in Haran, they had accumulated. They had a lot of stuff in Haran. Dad's happy. Grandpa's happy there. And and Abram says, no, we're not, we can't stop here. Even though they got delayed, we can't stop here because here's what the life of faith is. The life of faith, just mark it down. It's a life of following. You have to follow. It's It's a following after God. Second thing, It's not just leave to receive, but we see from Abraham, you got to obey anyway. You got to obey anyway, even though you don't know what's next. Because when he calls Abraham to leave, he doesn't tell him exactly where he's going. he doesn't tell him exactly what's going to happen look at it in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8 by faith Abraham when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance look at what he does he obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going can you imagine talking to your neighbors Huh? yeah we're moving oh where are you guys going Uh, don't know They're like, I've lived next to a kook all this time, and this guy's nuts. He's, he's insane. He's, that's messed That's all kind of messed up, right? You, you don't know, no, but I heard a voice. <laughs> okay. Right? Glad you're moving. <laughs> God bless you, you know. So, so here, here's what he does. He doesn't get a GPS to outline the steps. He doesn't even get a pictorial directory to say, oh, it's gonna be nice there. Look at how awesome this is. They've got good beaches, you know. It's gonna be awesome. You're gonna love it. No, there's no pictorial guide. There's no GPS. There's, there's a call. There's a call. And let me tell you, God has a call for every person. You say, oh, well, I know he calls certain people. No, he doesn't. He calls every person. He calls every person. Now, he calls us to different things, okay, because he's called me to be the pastor of this church, okay? He's put me as a leader in this church to, to preach God's word. But your call may be something different. But it doesn't mean you don't have a call because everybody's got a call, everyone has a purpose. I'll prove it to you, Ephesians chapter two and verse 10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Okay, so that's everybody. Everyone in this room, everyone watching online right now, here's what I want to say to you. You are a masterpiece. You're a master. Matter of fact, turn to somebody there around you and and say, you are a masterpiece. I might have just helped somebody make a love connection here today. I don't know. We can talk about that later. All right, so... And being a masterpiece, that's not just for you. Okay, the Lord said to Abraham, Leave your country, your people, your father's household, go to the land, I will show you. And listen, it's gonna take years to get there. This is not like plug it into the GPS and a few hours later you're there. No, this this is like years of journey and God is calling him to an unknown place. And here's what I want to say to somebody today, real faith is okay with fuzzy. Real faith is okay with fuzzy. Where where you don't know everything, it's uncertain, God's not clear on everything. I can remember when I was getting called into the ministry, I'd felt God kind of speaking, and and it was uncertain, it was vague, and whatever. And and so I went on this trip down to Springfield, Missouri, and we were going to look and check out a couple colleges down there, Christian colleges, and, and so, as we were down there as a, a youth group trip, uh, seniors, uh, no, as juniors, and, and juniors and seniors, and, and we go down there, and I'm in between my junior and senior year and, uh, of high school, and uh, we go to this one Kirsten College, we get out, we get our stuff out, and we're gonna be staying there. They had some empty dorm rooms, they were gonna let us stay in. And uh, so, then we went across town to the other uh, college. And as I get out of the van, others had already gotten out. And as we get out of the van, and I can still remember, I can still see my foot go down on that asphalt in that, in that parking lot. And I felt and heard like a voice, it wasn't audible, but, but it's like God said, Craig, you're going to go to the school. And it was so loud, it was so strong inside of me that I, it was like a done deal. Is like sign me up. Now, that wasn't everything I needed to know, right? That, that was just a step. But see, as I followed God toward that step, then God began to reveal all the other steps. Let me tell you something. If you got to have it all clear before you make a move, you're not going to make a move. You can't walk by faith if you got to have it all clear. You got to be okay with fuzzy faith, all right, where you're telling the neighbors we're moving, but you don't know where you're going. You got to be okay with that. You got to be okay with dropping your nets to follow some guy that's a rabbi from a place that other people say, that there can't be a good rabbi from that place, from that town, Nothing good ever comes out of Nazareth. And and yet you say, no, I've got to follow him. I'm quitting work. I'm joining up with Jesus. See, we got to have that kind of faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place, he would later receive as his inheritance. Here's what he does. He obeyed. And he went, even though he didn't know where he was going. And in the original language, you don't pick it up in this translation, but in the original language, it it implies that while God is yet talking, he's already moving. In other words, God hasn't even finished the sentence yet, and Abraham is already in motion. God may be telling somebody today, quit overthinking it, quit trying to have all the pieces put together, quit trying to have the 10-year plan, and what's going on? You just obey God's voice right here, right now in your life. What is God saying? Because here's what I want to say, is the longer you wait to obey, the more likely you are to not. Because here's what you do. You talk yourself out of it. You ever had this? You ever had like feel like I think I'm supposed to go over that person and witness to them. You ever had that? Do I have any Christians here today? Do I have any <laughs> believers? Huh? Ain't ain't believers? Okay. <laughs> all right. So at home, maybe you're at home. All right. And, and so and, and so here you are, and you feel this impression. I've I felt this numerous times. I, I'm supposed to go over and talk to this person. And then I sit there and say, so, well, I don't know. I, I think that might just be something I eat, <laughs> you know, is where that's coming from. Or, or, you know, the devil. I don't know why the devil would want me to witness, but maybe that's a devil, you know, trying to embarrass me or something like that. Or I, I, and, and, and so, I well, let's see. Maybe if they scratch their left ear, then I'll know that I'm supposed to go over there, you know, and, uh, and then I've had this, they scratched their left ear, have you ever had that? <laughs> then you're like, oh Lord, you know, I, oh man, well how about if they scratch their right ear now, you know, I'm, anybody with me? Uh, am I up here by myself, all right? And, and I'm just trying to be real today. And, and so here's what can happen is, is they leave, and I said, well, that must not have been the Lord. <laughs> and, and then sometimes what, what happens is, is I think, God, I missed you. God, help somebody else to be more bold than I was. But here's what Abraham does. He does obedience instantly and immediately. And I just want to say that's the best way to obey God because the longer you wait, the more you can talk yourself out of it. The longer you wait, when we, you know, if God's telling you to move, where does it matter? (laughs) Hello? Hello? if god 's telling you I remember when we were living up in Chicagoland, and God started working and 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 I could feel something stirring and next thing you know, somebody approached us about coming to Avon and 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 I thought, oh my goodness i've been praying about that i've been and and it wasn 't like we were seeking or looking i i'm telling you we were the most content at where we were at that point of any time in our lives. We we owned a house for the first time in our entire ministry up there. We'd been renting apartments and different things. We owned a house. We'd had our daughter. We we had the room all decorated in pink. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Took a while to get that paint just right, you know? And, and all this stuff, they were leasing me a car. I, I, We were comfortable. And God said, Avon. And God began to, now I'm thankful that I obeyed God and came here. God could have used somebody else, but he used us in helping this church get started. But the life of faith understands that the blessing follows as we follow God. The blessing, well, God, bless me enough, and then I'll go. No, you know what? The blessing had to come later. Because what happened is I gave up salary, I gave up that house, I gave up a lot of different things to come here. But listen, you got to give up to go up. And when you follow God, listen, he'll begin to allow blessing to follow you. Some of you have thought your way out of a blessing. And and here's the thing. I was thinking about this this week. Many of us, we know more about God than Abraham did. Check it out. Abraham didn't have a Bible. He didn't own a Bible. There was no Bible. He he didn't have, you know, a church to go to and be encouraged. He didn't have a lot of the things that you have. He didn't have podcasts that you can listen to every week uh, about Christian living. He didn't have any of that. And he followed God. We've got all of that, and yet some of us hesitate. Let me tell you something. You know enough. Some of you, you know enough to get saved today. You know enough that you need a Savior. You know I'm even talking to you right now. You're sitting at home right now, and you think, oh, I'm safe. He doesn't know I'm here. Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, you tuned in this week just like people last week and the week before and the week before and the week before, and God uses this to reach out to people who aren't even in the building. And God's saying to you, that you know enough. You don't have to have all your questions answered. You don't have to know where all it's gonna take you. You just know today you need to get saved. Today you need to come to Christ. You You need to allow him to work, begin a work in your life. And let me tell you something, there's a promise in the Bible. He that's begun a good work in you, he'll keep doing it. He'll keep doing it. Others of you, you know enough that you need to be in that baptism class after church today because you haven't followed the Lord in baptism yet. And you know I'm talking to you right now. And you know enough that you know that you could go to that baptism class, get any and all questions answered about what you need to do to take that next step and then do it. Then make it happen. See, God wants to help us to take that next step. Here's the next thing. Write this down. I'm going to speed up, all right? Because we got a lot to cover in about five minutes, all right? Fasten your seatbelt. Pivot to the promises. You got to pivot to promises. You can't just focus on what's going on around you. You got to say, who spoke to me? Who told me to leave my house? to leave my family, to leave here, and to move. God did. And if God did, God will take care of me, no matter what the circumstances look like. I want you to know we serve a God who goes before us, who can make a way even where there seems to be no way. And, And I'll just real quick, when we moved to Avon, we thought we'd meet in a school. I've told you this before. And then the school said, no, you're not. And then I'm like, oh, yes, we are. They said, no, we changed the rule. And then I'm like, well, God's going to help me change the rule. And then God didn't help me change the rule. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, now I've moved my family. I've sold my house. I've relocated. I've got my two-year-old and everything here. And now what is up, God? And you know what God said? God said the movie theater. And, and that was such a word from the Lord that that guy bent over backwards that was the manager of that place for us for six years of being in that movie theater. So here's, here's the bottom line. God will make a way. Okay? God will make a way. Don't you worry about it. It's not up to you. L- listen, for, for the one challenge that Abraham got, God gave him eight Promises. A hey, math majors, I think that's an eight to one ratio, if I'm not missing something, all right? Eight to one. And here's what I found all my life you can't outgive God. When you follow God, God will bless your life abundantly. You can read all the I wills. I don't have time to read them in, in verse 2, 3, and 7 of, of Genesis chapter 12. All right, here's the last one is give glory to God. All right? You gotta give glory to God. The life of faith, listen to this, is when knows when God is worshipped, our faith is strengthened. So when your faith is low, what do you need to do? It's worship time. Come on, somebody. It's time to get your hands in the air as though you don't care, and you just wave them around, and you worship, and you thank God, and you praise him, and you lift him up. How did Abraham stay in faith? How do you you stay in faith? Well, well, Craig, sometimes my faith is up, and then it's Tuesday, you know? And in and, and my face up, and then it's Thursday. And, and it's just kind of like this. And how, how did he do this? I'll tell you how he did it. The Scripture tells us how he did it. Romans chapter 4, this is another book where Abraham shows up. Verse 20, it's talking about Abraham. Abraham did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. How did he do that? but he was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. He he built altars unto the Lord. Every time, he'd just build an altar. He'd just stop and build an altar and worship. God, I praise you. I love you. I exalt you. Great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised. I don't know how you're going to do this. I don't know how you're going to pull this off. The Canaanites are in the land, and I've only got a small army here. They've got thousands, but you said I've got this land, so I praise you for it. I worship you for it. I thank you, Lord. I receive it by faith in Jesus' name. Say, I I don't see how God's going to do it. I just want you to know, if you're in this building today, you're sitting in a miracle. This land that, that we own, this building that is here today, that's a miracle of God. If you're watching today, it's a miracle that we have cameras and we have everything we need to be able to present the gospel message of Jesus to you today. It's it's a miracle. You're, You're watching. You're beholding a miracle. And listen, here's what I want to say about that. If God can do this, God can do something in your life today. God's got a miracle for you today. If he's big enough to put this building here on this property, he is big enough for whatever you need. He's a rewarder, we saw last week, of those who diligently seek him. For some, the walk of faith begins today by making him savior of your life. Quit trying to be your own savior. For others of you, it's the step after being our savior. It's baptism. For others of you, it's going to growth track and and figuring out, God, what do you have next for me? What what do you have for me? For others of you, you need to rededicate your life. It's not that you don't know. It's not that you're you're not a Christian per se, but you've drifted. Hello? Any drifters? And and you've drifted, and here's what you need to do. You need to rededicate. You need to build another altar. You need to come back to God. See, you, you started living in Haran. You got comfortable. You got sidetracked by family. You got sidetracked by the things of this world. You got sidetracked by all the shiny objects and whatever. Your career, it made such a difference. Oh, you had to give a lot of time to that and whatever. And, And here's what God says. God says, I've still got a call on your life. Come back to it. Come back to it today. Whatever it is, but here's the thing is when it gets a little little tough, when it gets a little hard, you just start lifting your hands a little higher. You start lifting them a little. Oh, the devil's trying to pull them down. Well, I'm going to lift them even higher, devil. Just check this out. I'm going to worship him today in spirit and in truth. He is God. There is no other. When I see the sun, I see his magnificence. When I look up and see the starry sky, I see his omnipotence. He is great and greatly to be praised. I exalt you, Lord. I praise you. I worship you. Somebody needs to do that today you may be one step away from another word from God giving you direction for your life and listen it only takes it only takes one step and God will do the rest let's pray father we thank you today that some in this house we need to rededicate. There's someone at home in their house, and they need to rededicate. They need to reconsecrate their lives. And so, God, we just offer our lives to you afresh and new. Maybe you're in this place, and you'd say, Craig, I just want God to know if He speaks, I will obey. Some of you maybe already spoke, but you, you've kind of wondered, but today you're saying, I'm rededicating, I'm reconsecrating, I want God to know I'm in i mean business, I will go where He wants me to go, I'll say what He wants me to say, I'll do what He wants me to do, whatever it is, I give myself wholeheartedly all over again, all over again unto God today. How many in this house would raise your hand and say, yes, 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 I give my life all over again to Him at home? Maybe you're at home, you just Reach your hand toward the screen right now. Heavenly Father, I pray for every person who needs to rededicate, reconsecrate, who who needs to just say, God, all over again. I'm gonna praise you in the storm. I'm gonna praise you in the challenge. I, I don't have to have all the conditions right to follow you. I don't have to have everything clear to step out. I'm stepping out today and following you. Maybe others of you, you're like the one I I talked about a while ago. You know you need to get saved. You know that you need to come to God. You need to give him your sin. You need to give him your life and surrender it to him. And here's the wonderful thing about it is you'll never regret it. OK, you, you won't regret it because God has a purpose. He wants to make you a masterpiece, a masterpiece for him to be used of him. And if today you'd say, I've made a mess, maybe, of my life, I'm ready for some masterpiece. I'm ready for the master, God, to work in my life then give him your life today. How many are here? You'd raise your hand and say, yeah, that's me. I need to give him my life today. And, and online, maybe some of you, wherever you are, you need to just reach out to God. Put decided in the chat, the word decided in the chat, just like some last week, and we'll start praying for you. We'll start believing God to work in your life. Now pray this prayer after me. Everyone praying, say, dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for sending Jesus as the ultimate sacrifice for all of my sin. And I know I've sinned and I need to start over. So from this point forward, as much as I know how, I surrender my life to you. Thank you for coming in, forgiving me, washing me, and starting my life over from this day forward, in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's praise him for those who made that commitment. It's awesome, awesome. Listen, if you're in this house, you can text those words on the screen as a next step. Everyone has a next step. All of us have a next step with God. So I don't know what yours is, but uh, I do know that God wants us to follow him. And uh, he's going to bless our lives. We're going to pray for needs down here at the front with prayer partners. So stand to your feet. If you have a prayer need, you can come on down. Otherwise, we're going to pray a prayer of dismissal. And if you need to leave, you can go ahead and leave. Some of us, if you want to just hang and worship, reconsecrate all over again uh, before you leave, then you can do that. Let's pray. Father, help us this week to grow in our faith. God, we ask that by next Sunday we'll be at a better place, that that we won't drift this week, that that instead we're going to draw closer to you and be more of what you want us to be. So, God, work in our lives. Thank you for working in this place. Work in this altar, God, as people come that need to follow up and have prayer. And, God, we thank you for your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen.